What's up, ladies and gentlemen of YouTube, Book of the 988, coming at you live once again to the power of the internet. And you're listening to the Big Stack Podcast, episode number Ellis? 12. 12. Episode a, number Ellis, that's, that's what it's going to be called. Big number. You might be listening on Spotify, if you might be listening on iTunes. If you're listening to somewhere that you can rate this, please do. If you're watching us on the YouTube channel, we'd love it if you dropped a like and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate it if you did. And I wanted to say thank you once again to our 50-some patrons who are putting a little bit of money into this uh, making it a little more worthwhile to do. And this week we have a sponsor. This uh, episode is sponsored by viewers like you. That's right. <laughs> Visit our website at patreon.com slash thebigstackpodcast. And if you want to spend even just a single old dollar every single month, please spend more. That would really help. Thank you guys very yeah, much. One, one money would, would go a long yeah. way. Uh, Ellis, how's your week? My week is great. I can't wait to turn some of my Patreon money into a sandwich and put it in my my sandwich mouth. receptacle. In your in your mouth hole? Yeah, my mouth hole. Did you watch Love, Sex, and Robots or whatever that's called on Netflix? I watched the first two episodes of it, uh, and it was good. I enjoyed it. I didn't realize it was an anthology show when I mm -hmm, started it, mm -hmm. so I saw the first episode and was like, that's pretty rad. It was like, well animated, cool. And then I was very surprised when the second episode had none of the same characters in it. There's one that has three robots in a post-apocalyptic future, like, walking around. and like, Yep, one, that's the second one. That's the second one. That's my favorite of the ones I've seen so far. It's really, really good. But they refer to the the energy receptacle and the acid vat inside your stomach and stuff like that. And that's what that made me think of. Mm. I, I usually enjoy that kind of humor of, like humans from an alien perspective or a robot perspective or, or whatever, right? Something like outside of ourselves. I like overly verbose memes, um, like when people would describe foods or describe things. Or Like one of my favorite things is um, uh, overly verbose song lyrics, right? Like um, uh, Baby Got Back, for example. A version of Baby Back Got Back might be... Um, let's see, what are, the, what are the original lyrics for Baby Got Back? Do you remember the starting lyrics? Well, well, all uh, of them? Like, uh, how's it start? What's the first line? Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, the point that I'm making is it, oh it might God. be uh, when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty wasting around thing in your face, you get sprung. So the overly verbose version of that would be like, and whenever a female of the species enters the vicinity and her uh, midriff is small but her buttocks are large, this might cause an enlargement of the male member. Right. I remember memes like that. Mm -hmm. I like those. They've fallen out of favor, but those were pretty clever. Mm -hmm. They're good memes. It, it comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. It, it, it made like a resurgence recently with the whole with the brain activity thing. Hey, have Galaxy you played, brain. Have you played yeah. any video games this week at all? <laughs> Jacob? Or was that Ellis, the have you played any video games? Uh, I haven't yeah. even been introduced on the podcast yeah, yet. How you doing, Jacob? What's going we on? This is our friend Jacob. deep into memes that I'm, I haven't even been introduced. Jacob is the galaxy brain of the podcast. I, I'm I'm 200 IQ human being. Hey, Jacob, right. have you played any video games this week? Yeah, I played a bunch of Apex Legends. The Battle Pass came out. Mm -hmm. been grinding levels, and I've been playing The Division 2. I want to complain about that Battle Pass for a second. Okay, let's complain about it. It's I boring. I it's, it's pretty lame. Boring. Oh, like, you have, seems like they have a battle pass just to have one. It's like a bunch of meaningless crap that I don't want. Um, and then hardly any skins that I do want. Yeah. I mean, I think my main complaint about it is uh, all you do is just level it up, right? Like you just oh, get alongside your regular experience that you mm -hmm. get. You just get other experience and it levels the battle pass. There's no like things that it wants you to do. And Fortnite, PUBG... They all have that kind of thing. Whenever you get a battle pass, they're like, drive 50 kilometers in this particular vehicle yep. or use this gun and get a bunch of headshots. They like tr train, uh, change the way you play a little bit, mm -hmm. and this one doesn't do that at all. The other mm. thing that's really interesting about this is obviously loot boxes are now uh, no longer welcome in Belgium. So yeah. some players on Reddit have said they have swapped their region to Belgium because in the battle pass you will get loot boxes, but in Belgium you can't get loot boxes. So in the place of the loot boxes, you just get crafting materials, and crafting materials are very rare and very difficult to get, so they are much more desirable because you can just get the skins and items you want with the crafting items. So a lot of players are just like, well, screw it, I'm from Belgium then, idiots. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah, it's a great plan, except why not just do Thanks, that Belgium. for your game, EA? Oh, absolutely, right? But maybe if everybody can just start, like, shifting their regions to Belgium for a month at a time, right. then maybe, like, game developers or really publishing companies will uh, stop giving us shitty loot boxes. Or at least give us the Hearthstone option of disenchanting... Um 
disenchanting items we don't want or something like that. I mean, but how about this? How about you just let me buy the stuff I want? I'd mm -hmm. be way more fun. And make oh, but you can actually worth it. There's four things in that store that you can buy for twenty dollars a piece. Right? Yeah. Did you not? You can buy those yeah, but, if you want. Well, at launch, they were also items that were not exclusive to that store for the twenty bucks. So you were just buying a skin that you could have otherwise acquired through crafting materials yes. or a loot box anyway. So are they exclusive yeah. skins now, at least? No. Well, so so there's four there's four slots and mm. then an additional two slots that are store exclusive things. Okay. Mm. But they are store exclusive like recolors of a legendary that you have to use the regular currency to buy, and then you use the legend tokens right. which you use to unlock apex uh, the legends themselves right. you have to use that it's it's incredibly expensive because i would to be do that. i would be entirely honest if, if they just wanted to sell a hey this week only we've got a skin that you can only get for not 20 but let's call it five or ten bucks right and you i would be one of those people that'd be like hey I'm, i love this game oh it's only five bucks and it's a really cool skin. I'll go ahead and get that one this week. Why not? Five mm -hmm. bucks. I don't care. And then there's a new one next week for five bucks. A new one next week for five bucks. A new one next week for five bucks. And I'll probably buy one out of three or two out of three or maybe four out of four. I don't know. But if it's a reasonable price and it's frequent enough and it's exclusive, I, I also love that you can earn those items in games. But they made it so convoluted to earn the items in games. You said you're playing something else besides Apex Legends, right? What else? I, I've been playing a bunch of the, the Division 2. How is it? It's fine. Uh, it is pretty well made. I'm having fun. I like it. Good. Are you playing uh, with anybody or are you just random queue, random queuing? I'm playing solo. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm doing everything by myself. How is the, the solo experience? Because I've only ever played that game co-op. Mm -hmm. it, it gets tough in some spots. That game definitely doesn't want you to play solo. There are some enemies that are just like, well, you could shoot this guy in the face for the next 20 minutes. Or if you had a buddy to shoot him in the butt, you could kill him in 12 seconds. And so I'm like, well, I guess I'll shoot him in the face or like run around and try to flank him. I mean, the game, it does scale. Uh, it, yes. it spawns more enemies, they hit harder and stuff like that. So I I don't know how much easier it is with more people. Usually I, no amount of scaling is enough. And well, I, I think more people. it's always better with more people simply because the way the game operates, the enemies try to flank you. And if you have people with you, it's harder to flank you. Whereas mm -hmm. if it's just me, yeah, I only got one front. And so it's- I only got for, one front. Easy for everybody to run around to the back. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun. I have only run into a couple of things that I had to try a second or a third time because I died. And a lot of it was, I didn't realize that a guy was going to spawn behind me mm -hmm. and he just shot me in the back and I died. Got it. Uh, and then but, now I know to look out for that. Mm -hmm. But the gadgets are fun, right? The the tech tree or whatever it is looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I went with the turret that mm -hmm. shoots uh automatic bullets not the other one that shoots like fire uh and the drone that hovers above me and heals my armor um i have been sandbagging the rest of the points i haven't un unlocked anything else um because i don't know what i want to do mm -hmm. i don't i don't know like what's good and what's fun i just uh those looked like the most useful for what i was doing sure yeah so i i went with that i'm having a lot of fun the game definitely suffers from the bullet sponge thing um mm -hmm. to a degree that i wasn't expecting i knew that there were going to be bullet sponges there are guys that i have to shoot like a lot of times in the head reasonable amount of time yeah it's uh it's pretty wild when like just regular old enemies if i have a sniper rifle and i i dome them in the head three times and they're still standing it's that's annoying yeah. you should be dead at that point you should be dead but i don't know it's it's not trying to be a realistic shooter. Of course right. not. That's no, not really right. the purpose of that one. It's it's not that kind of game. So I kind of get it. Uh, but I think this is one of my issues with shooters. Um, and again, this is not like a fault in design. It's it's just like one of the reasons I'm not a huge fan of them. Um, Monster Hunter monsters have a lot of HP and I have to hit them a lot. But the fight always kind of feels dynamic. And mm -hmm. I have to like approach them differently. I can't just attack them the same way over and over and over again. Right. When I'm shooting a guy in the head and he's got a lot of HP, I just keep the trigger held down. Sure. And yeah. that's it. Yeah, so definitely. That's less exciting for me. And now hopefully there's more to it and a lot of games manage to bring more to it. But I've been having a lot of fun with the level design. All of the oh, like yeah. big arenas that you have to fight dudes in, they um you know, they they overall are, are pretty similar, but they change them up in, in interesting ways, give you like different spots of cover and stuff like that. Did awesome. you and Nicolas Cage save the Constitution yet? Not the Constitution. I did go get the Declaration of Independence. Oh, nice. This is minor minor okay. spoilers for the Division 2 early on stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I, I legit thought that like the, de- the declaration of independence thing was going to be a major like plot point. They were going to be like, no, we're Americans. This is, this means a lot to us. We got to go save the declaration of independence. It's a fucking side quest. Wow. Some, some dude randomly is like, ah, you know, most people don't care about this. They're worried about surviving, but I'd kind of like it if we still had the declaration of independence. Could you go That's get cute. it for me? So I did. I went and got it. It wasn't even that hard of a quest. Uh, this week, I have been playing Sekiro. Sekiro, Sekiro Shadows Die. Oh, shadows Never Die. Or whatever. Shadows Never Die. That's whatever. It. Shadows, shadows Die shadows Twice. That's die. it. Yeah. Oh. You um, only live twice, I think. You only die Sekiro. Only live Shadow. And for those of you who don't know it? me very well, I hate the Dark Souls-style games. I despise them openly because I have always been a rage gamer. That's where Francis came from. I have been known to break a controller. I've been known to throw stuff across the room um, when I was very, very young. In fact, the very first time I ever swore in my life is when I fell into a pit in Super Mario Brothers on, like, World 8-3 or whatever. Um, and, like, that was my final life, and I have to start over, and I hate everything, and I want to die. So... Uh, when it comes to challenging games, sometimes I enjoy them, sometimes I don't. It can make me very anxious and very irritable, and I don't like them. Um, so I tried Dark Souls 3, which I streamed like until the first big boss in the graveyard. I beat him, and then after that I was like, I beat the game. And I'm like, no, you just beat the first <laughs> boss. I'm like, no, I beat the game. That's all I'll ever see. Thank you. What a great game it was. And, uh, and that took me like six or seven hours, I swear, I feel like. Uh, and I streamed it. Um, then I also streamed uh, Bloodborne, which I found a little more enjoyable uh, than I did the Dark Souls series because I like the aesthetic and I just like the, the mm-hmm. world design and I like the concept. I beat a couple of bosses in it, but at one point I got killed by a shadow version of myself and got really angry, so went back to get my souls, and then got halfway down, and it showed up and murdered me again, and I broke a controller, and I quit it. And that was it. It's like one of my first Twitch streams, back in, back when I first started on Twitch. And uh, so I did not expect good things about this, but my fans are like, you should play it, you should play it. Every review, they're like, game of the year material, game of the year material, so that means I have to buy it. Right. Even if I don't want to play it, I have to play a good amount of it, because I'm going to be talking about this game quite a bit. Um, I have found it so fun, and I have only, like, yeah? I think I'm, I've played it for about three hours, and I'm about 20 minutes in. So uh, I've, I've just, like, I've, I got through the tutorial stuff, then I got to like the first little thing, and then I started exploring there, and I can't take down a general to save my life, so I'm now blocked in both like the main world and this memory world where I have to beat a boss for the first time, and I'm trying to beat these bosses for the first time, and they're not bosses, they're just generals, they're having two pips or whatever. I can't kill one to save my life. I tried for like 45 straight minutes last night while you guys were over. You guys got bored and left at one point. My friend James <laughs> borrowed the controller. He's good at the Dark Souls games. He's like, this is very different than Dark Souls. But that's why I think I like it. Because mm-hmm. it is very different from Dark Souls. And Bloodborne is very much about timing. This game is also about timing, but it's also about brute force. And it's also about dodging, but it's also about jumping. And it's also about your uh, secondary abilities. Woo, is it complicated? Uh, but yeah. it's so rewarding to kill something. And when I die, unlike the Dark Souls games, I often felt like I was getting cheated in the Dark Souls games. Like, this is BS. When I die in this game, it's my fault I die every single time. I know exactly what I did that got me killed. I know why I got the timing wrong. I know what, what I did exactly wrong every single time. And that is the difference. I'm not mad at the game. I'm not mad at anything other than my own skill level, and I want to improve. Now, so it feels fair. It feels really fair. Maybe, like, aggressively right. fair. Now, it was kind of like, because uh, I did play through <clears throat> Devil May Cry 5, and Devil May Cry 5 just throws a bunch of stuff at you, dude. Like, there's so much you're trying to do. It's easy. Devil May Cry 5 is easy to get through. It's difficult to master. Um, because it just throws so much at you. Because like I'm reading a book and controlling three monsters, or I'm like trying to rev up an engine while slicing stuff into pieces, and like it's complicated. This is likewise complicated, um, but in a much more rewarding way. So I'm surprised. Cool. I I will probably not stream this game because the chances of me like saying something that will get me banned is probably possible. <laughs> I, I, I honestly I'm like, literally at some point I stood up. This is how much I was into this game last night. I stood up to play it. If you guys know me, I don't like yeah, to stand up that. ever. 
I took my wow. shirt off at one point at a party. I saw you take your shirt yeah, off. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was going to get my tits out for this, boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I do. It's going to be more aerodynamic. I highly recommend that game if you've ever liked a Dark Souls game. I think it's for you. And if you haven't liked the Dark Souls games, if there's a demo or something, you might want to try it. Because I just had so much fun in the tutorial level. Because they throw the three major types of monsters at you in a row in the tutorial level where like after the first respawn point, they're like, all right, here's like a guy who's easy to brute force. Here's a guy we have to learn the timing. Here's one of each. Here's two of each. And now here's the general. And like, you are going to repeat that loop until you finally power down that general for the first time. Cause otherwise you can't progress. Mm-hmm. And, um, it took like an it hour. It forces you to get better. It like, forces you to get better, right? You but have to be better at killing those smaller enemies to even get the shot at the big Right, thing. and so eventually you get to a point you're like, oh, I, you, you, you learn. Oh, I can just brute force through this idiot. And then the next one's like, all I got to do is parry this guy once, and I got it. And mm-hmm. then all, now I got to parry this guy, and I got to brute force this guy, and then parry this guy, and then brute force this guy, and there's the general. Now I got to learn the general's time timing. And since you're going to have to clear that general every, sing, every single time, you'll eventually master the yard trash. Which in itself uh, that's is one of just the things as... that I think was so good about about Dark Souls is like you died at just these random enemies that show up in the game, and I, I don't know, even even a few hours in you just you're running past them you're you're knocking them out like mm-hmm. they're trash and it's not like you even got that much stronger you just got better at the game you understood how to beat them and I think that's a great gameplay loop. Exactly. They, they made you feel like your 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 skill increased a lot exactly. Mm-hmm. And then still we're able to make you scared when you spend a whole bunch of time grinding a boss and then you get to the next area and that guy is the regular enemy in the next area. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I, will, yeah. I will still say as a gamer now in my old age, because I'm bad at video games, I like games that are a little challenging, but not very challenging. The ones that are mm-hmm. very, very challenging and cause a repetitive loop tend to not be something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not that interested in getting good. So I got like halfway through Cuphead and I got like a quarter of the way through the first or third Dark Souls. And I don't know how far I'll get through this. Um, but it, it, I do see the appeal it's specifically in yep. this specific genre from software because it feels like real combat. It's a really interesting world. The, the, the blood and the gore and the animation and everything is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And it, that rewarding feeling is so rewarding. I just don't have the patience for it. I, I've never had the patience for it. So I, I find myself in my older age in go, enjoying games that feel as good as the the assassinations do in this game, but also isn't as challenging. If I had that mode, like if this had an easy mode, I'd probably blast through this game just smiling ear to ear. Mm-hmm. Now I'm shirtless, standing up at a party, screaming. <laughs> you know. But. I wonder if it can be as rewarding when it is not as challenging, though, because that's that's one of the reasons it feels so good to kill the Dark Souls bosses that they're so fucking hard. Well, you're describing Bayonetta, basically, and Bayonetta is stylized yeah. and gorgeous and fun, and it's just a slaughter fest, and you're just killing angels left and right, and then the, mm-hmm. the bosses are challenging, um, and you're going to try at that boss four, five, six, seven, eight times. Um, I, at least I will, because I'm not very good at killing all the bosses of Bayonetta, but that's that is the right mix for me. Um, and I find it very rewarding just breeze through the yard trash and just have a great time doing it. But then I've watched other people play Sekiro and they just breeze right through the yard trash because the stuff I'm struggling with, they're not struggling with at all. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm glad that those games exist for people out there. These games like this and Celeste and the original Mega Man, even back in the day where the challenge level, like the original Mega Man, I, I, I borrowed that from a friend. And I swear I gave it back to him in pieces. I almost gave it back to him in pieces. Because why is Mega Man like that? What's fun about that? I don't understand what's fun about that. I'm not a huge fan of, like, super hard platformers either. Cuphead is gorgeous. It looks extremely well Mm -hmm. made. It's Mm -hmm. not the game for me, but I even had fun playing it and and watching Jacob play. Did you beat it? Either of you beat it? No. I didn't beat it. Yep, that's exactly it. It's real. It's it's fun. But um, the other game I've been playing, a little bit more Tetris 99. I can't. I can't, I'm just not good at Tetris. I, I, I gave up on the Tetris effect. I can't even clear all the base levels in the Tetris effect. I, and then I'm like, well, you know what? I know a game I good, was good at is Puyo Puyo Tetris. So I brought that back up and I started going through the adventure mode of it. I'm like, this will make, this will force me to get better at Tetris. And then I can go back to Tetris effect. Then I can go back to Tetris 99. And then I can't even beat World 310 in the adventure mode of Tetris. The guy I'm fighting is too good. And I don't even <laughs> understand. Like, do I not understand Tetris or something? I'm white. I'm like still, I don't know. I'm just many, so bad at How many teaspoons are you getting? How many teaspoons are you getting? What is you got to get lots of teaspoons. What's it? What? Subscribe to T-Spins. <laughs> Subscribe to T-Series. What? The point that I'm making is... 
You got a T-spin. That's the I'm, only way to win. I'm yeah. mad. I'm bad at video games. I, I'm like dark side. I'm like dark side Phil level of of bad at video you're games. You're not that bad. You're not that bad at video games. <laughs> I, I we play video games together all the time. You aren't that bad at video games. Maybe, yeah. man. You I get in know. your own head about stuff. DSP, mm-hmm. I love you. And that's my biggest issue, right? It's it's the anxiety. Like people watch me play games and like I'll play Apex Legends on live stream and they they watch me panic. And I panic. That's the thing. Like I see the guy, I've got a gun, all I have to do is click the trigger, but I panic. My brain's like, "I don't know what I'm supposed to do." Mm-hmm. You're supposed to hold down the button and everybody else they're just painting pixels with pixels it's easy for them but my uh-huh. brain says oh my god guns are bad i'm scary boy don't do shooting on me daddy that's my brain and uh-huh. i can't I can't work with it right watching you play through far cry was a kind of a hoot <laughs> yeah yeah you d- that game sucks uh yeah it was not great it's, far cry new dawn is not good far cry 5 was average right it was a yeah. like average it was a bad Far Cry game, but it was an average for a video game. Okay. Just, Just Cause 3 did it better. Just Cause 4 did it better. But Far Cry 5 had a good story. I really enjoyed the story. A lot of people disagree with that. I love the story. Um, and then I expected this Far Cry New Dawn to play like an expansion of Far Cry 5. It does not. It plays like mm. a whole other side game with like weird stuff and like stupid gates and microtransactions built right in. And then on top of that... It's not even as good as Far Cry 5. I mean, how did you build? You took the map from Far Cry 5, and all you had to do was just change it and just make it, but you changed it for the worse, and I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I, there were like six <laughs> different models in that game. Somebody's saying Seriously, Far Cry. Like, there's, there's three enemies and three allies, and everybody else is the same. Yeah. Far Cry New Dawn is already on sale, somebody says, for 18 pounds, 18.99 pounds. Wow. And uh, it's only been out for like 45 days, and I kind of regret paying full price for it. But mm-hmm. hey, there's something else we can talk about this week, though. Oh, What's yeah, that? what do you got? I want to talk about Google Stadia, which, yeah, number one, Google I wanna, Stadia. Is that Stadia? Because when you watch the, the intro, for the people listening at home who do not know what Google Stadia is, it is a new streaming service. And this has been tried before with On Live and PlayStation Now, but Google mm-hmm. swears they are going to get it right. Um, and so I guess you will buy a video game from them and instead of downloading the video game you will then have it cloud computed by one of these stadia boxes a console in in a cloud somewhere at a google it's data center farm they, all they, of right. it's all of it's driven by data centers and they they actually release the specs on the machines and it has like 10 teraflops of speeds and and so you'll get a dedicated box when you're playing a dedicated game you're going to get a dedicated box computing your thing and then that's going to be either part of your subscription service or is, do you buy the game or they I don't know what the monetization yet. is going to look like, but it's really, right. really interesting. And here's why I think this one will succeed where OnLive did not and PlayStation Now will not. It is being built directly into YouTube. And that's number one website on the Internet. So if you are watching uh, the official Ubisoft channel or maybe if you're watching Markiplier play Far Cry New Dawn, then there's a little play now button they showed in the trailer, a play now button. You click that and you jump right into Far Cry New Dawn, provided that you have the subscription or you've bought the game or whatever it is that requires you to do it. Um, I'm hoping it's a subscription service. That would be interesting. Probably a subscription service. That but, makes the most sense for what they would be offering. Right, but then maybe I'm supposed to buy Far Cry New Dawn when I click that button and now I have it in the cloud. And then... I'm also hoping, and this is this is not something they've said, I would like it if they sold me a Stadia console and allowed me to purchase physical copies of games and also download the copy and then play it at home and then also be able to play it in the cloud. If that was part of their business plan, I would be so into this. No. But it, it, nope, they're not doing it. I that. mean, you can't. Because of the way that it's set up, you can't do that Which because everything has to be cloud computed. Which is dumb yeah. because sell me a console and then when I want to play it on my phone, let me stream it to my phone. Let me stream it on so, my whatever, you know? I don't I don't disagree with like that would be nice, but at that point they're they're not like differentiating themselves from Xbox and Switch and PlayStation in any way, right? They're just jumping into the console market, and that seems like a weird move on their part when they can come in as well, a completely different service. Right, because we are it, hearing we are hearing big plans for every company, PlayStation, um, Google now, uh, Steam possibly, and uh, the folks over at Xbox all going into cloud computing with this next generation as part well, of it. And uh, selling you a box kind of defeats the almost the entire purpose of what they're trying to do, which is remove the limitations of the box. Right, right. But I think like, 
if if you if that box is in your house, either you pay twenty five hundred dollars for it, or it's about as powerful as an Xbox One, which they eliminate that as the thing that they're selling it to right. you at. Mm-hmm. The, the the there's three major obstacles that come to mind. Um, the first of which is the amount of people that have high end internet. Yep. I have Google Fiber, or not Google Fiber, I have uh, uh, t- uh, uh, Gigabit Fiber piped into my house right now. It's a business expense. It's expensive. It's like 100 bucks a month. I'm glad to spend it. I can unfortunately afford it. It's a tax write-off, so not everybody can afford that. Um, and then a lot of people... Not everybody has access to it. Right, not a lot Most of people are even people in the right area. don't have access to it. And then you're talking about, even if you do have high-end internet, if you're in a city that does have high internet, you're obviously sharing those nodes... So you got to deal with daytime usage and, and issues like that. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to think, I can play this on my phone. Oh, no, you can't play this on your phone. Well, if I connect to Wi-Fi, I can play it on my phone. But again, we're, that brings us to the second biggest issue is latency issues. Mm-hmm. You really do not want to be playing a Call of Duty game with whatever latency this has. Now, they do have a controller that connects to your home Wi-Fi. The Stadia controller connects to your home Wi-Fi to get rid of that issue. That's a smart. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah, but it lessens it. I don't know that it'll get rid of it. But it's yeah, it's still not going to fix the problem. And if mm-hmm. you've ever played a game on PlayStation now, even on really good internet, you can feel that latency. You don't want to play uh, Celeste while being piped. You, you, that's not something you want to do, folks. You don't want to have ac- accurate control. I, I don't know. You can't really code games around that. So some of the games so, that they showed as a possible example, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, probably will work. That'll be fine. Yeah. Um, uh, games without precision timing. Right. Right. But, games yeah. that are not built around that. So, things so like platformers and and competitive shooters or anything like that, those are going to suffer if there right. is a latency delay. Absolutely. So they ran a test uh, a couple months ago, I think, and they had people sign up who had as low as about twenty five uh, megabits a second internet, which is. On the low end, it's definitely not the lowest that is offered, but it's on the low end. Um, and from what I understand, nobody experienced any real issues. Uh, they have Google has said that they need about 20 at minimum to deliver 4K 30 FPS. And the people who were part of the test got 1080p 30 FPS with no problems, as far as I know. And they have been working on that um, technology ever since then to make it better to support 4k now i don't know that that's going to hold true once everyone is using it mm-hmm. right. but uh and then as far as the the latency thing goes like that's not something that they can describe to us because they had uh doom running on it and everybody's like oh it, it feels good it feels like i'm playing it on an xbox but like there's no way for us to know that until we try it out right Right. And so you're not going to know how it feels in your hands. It's interesting Mm. to see id slash Bethesda working with them because they said when Stadia launches, Doom will be one of the launch titles, Mm -hmm. though we don't know when Stadia is launching. They do say 2019 and Doom Eternal is supposed to be out in 2019. So it's going to be an interesting way to try to like if if the day Doom launches is also the day Stadia launches. Wow, that's going to be interesting. But I feel like they have such a good success model here because a lot of creators, a lot of streamers are going to embrace this. And if they give us some sort of like affiliate thing where like if I play a video game or talk about a video game and then you guys sign up to Stadia through me, oh my God, of course I'm going to push it. But I'm also excited about it just to begin with. But like I said, the biggest issues, uh, the latency issue is one of my biggest concerns. The second is uh, the access to internet in America, much less across the world. So you're, you got a much smaller customer base than you might have for consoles. And then finally, um, however they're going to price this, that is such an interesting obstacle. Like, is it going to be $40 a month and you get access to every new game that's on the service? Or will I be paying for the individual game? Because that's obviously going to be what they want me to do. I don't know, man. How that's, are you going to monetize? I don't this? know. That that's that's all speculation, right? We have yeah. no idea what they're going to do. They won't tell us what they're going to do. They've specifically said they don't know. Right. I do have other concerns, though, uh, specifically around stuff like game preservation and uh, uh, game ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if it is a monthly subscription service and you basically just pay to have access to this thing, and then when you're not paying, you don't have it anymore. That's that's fine. I understand that. But if they're going to sell you a game and then it's going to be stored on a server somewhere in a data center and then something happens to that or to your account and it goes away forever, you don't have that anymore. And uh, that that sucks. I don't want to live in that world. 
I want to be able to buy physical copies of my games, even if that means that I have lower quality in those games. I have, I have kind of given up on physical media. I was buying all of my switch games on physical media for the longest time. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I found that so frustrating not to have a lot of games that I wanted to go back to all the time on my switch. I started buying everything digital there as well. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's interesting. I know there, there's always going to be that obstacle. There's going to be a lot of people who love to collect the boxes and collect the box art and collect the actual, um, whatever. And there was Microsoft did talk to me at the beginning of this launch of the generation. They're like, look, we'll sell you a physical disc and you'll have that physical disc. And once you load that physical disc and include the code, we'll have data on the disc and we'll install it on the hard drive. And you can always pull the disc back out to reinstall instead of having to download it. And then we'll give you a code and the code's going to be automatically read off that disc. So and they're like, they had a plan for something like that. Mm-hmm. Where you would get a physical, but I'm like, but the, then I can't resell it. I can't hand it to go. No, we have a resale plan in mind. We have, and I'm like, you're just overcomplicating it. Just put the game on the disc, man, and put the license on the disc and let me pop it in. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, you, that's what everybody wants. We're still going to want that. When it comes to game preservation, there's some digital only games that are gone now for good. Like you have Scott yeah. Pilgrim or PT or yep. all these, there's like a ton of games that are just gone. Right? Yeah. And like, I guess if you have a digital version of it, a hacked version of it, but then there's plenty of games like uh, the original EverQuest or Meridian 59. Are those games preserved in any way? Anything like, that's gonna... a live service can't right. be yeah. preserved. Right. And the and history it exists on a server. Yeah, right. The, the history of the archives of video games, uh, it's a real issue, you know? So it's, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, one of the that... one of the other concerns that a lot of people have had, um, and I have based on uh, some things that were said in an interview is uh, data caps, right? Like this is, you know, if you're streaming 4K 60 FPS, uh, you're going to hit a data cap really quick. Oh, yeah. And uh, whenever they were asked about it, they said, oh, whenever music streaming and things like Netflix became really popular and everybody was doing that, all of the ISPs raised the data caps. And we trust them to do that here now. Oh, you and are I don't wrong. trust them That's to do anything at all true. No. Fucking screw me. Because I was on Cox Communications, which is not one of the worst cable providers in the country, but certainly not a great one close enough and they continue to lower the data caps yep we had yep, yep. unlimited then we had like a thousand gigs a month and then they dropped it down like 500 then they came up with alternative pricing and even if you got their biggest plan it still wasn't enough for me to just do my job much less stream what we needed to stream and watch what we wanted to watch and so fortunately for me an alternative cropped up in my area which is going to be citywide soon i'm one of the very few places in the world where you get to make choices between so mm-hmm. some some people only get to choose between like at&t and and their local cable provider or verizon and their local cable provider fortunately yep. for me um i have a co-op electric company that hooked us up and decided that they wanted to get into the internet business and I literally just throw all the money I can at them because I, I want to I cannot wait for that mm-hmm. to come to my area. I'm so excited for that. It but is. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I originally, when I got divorced, I didn't want to keep this house originally. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I really should move to a different house. And then I'm like, I can't find a house that has access to that internet. I guess I'll keep this house. <laughs> uh, so so those are some concerns. Those are some things that, that could go bad. Just, like, I, I have things that I'm excited about as well. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, oh, I don't yeah. want everything about this to yeah, be yeah, yeah, right, right. The, the thought of limited to no hackers and gigantic servers of people for like Battle Royale games. Like, can you imagine a Battle Royale game that's just a thousand people instead of a hundred people? Yes, please. That sounds like wacky and great. It sounds wacky and interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. I know it's not your thing, Ellis, but it's certainly, no, I, haven't, but I mean, uh, people I played WoW for that. a long time, right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's like no more sharding servers. Everybody is on the same WoW server now. Yeah. We don't, we don't shard servers anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the prospect of that is incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but do you have anything like that? That's really exciting to you about this I, I do love the convenience of being able to play it on my pixel phone and then also my pixel book and then on my pixel tv mm-hmm. um i love i love because uh, there's some convenience right now if you guys don't know this if you have an xbox you can stream from your xbox directly to your windows machine um mm-hmm. rather than using capture card that's not as high quality as a capture card so a lot of streamers still use a capture card but um it, it's an option to play your xbox games being streamed to your television that's convenient. I, I look forward to the kind of convenience that would come from being able to play that game on my phone, to be able to play it on my television, to be able to play it on my, even if I have to buy Google Pixel garbage phones. <laughs> that, the Pixel 3 is actually a really nice phone. But um, 
yeah, just I, I love the I, the other thing they showed in their demo, which again, keep in mind it's a demo because the demo for Connect was really cool. If you go back and watch <laughs> that demo, um, but they showed you pausing it on your Pixel Book and then grabbing your phone and immediately picking it up where you paused at in the yeah. other place, and that should be possible. Wow, I want that. <laughs> I want that. That's really cool. Right. Uh, I'm I'm excited for, and again, this this has to do with stuff we don't know about. So maybe the pricing structure won't work this way. But if I'm paying twenty, thirty dollars a month, and I just now have every game, I can I can try everything, right? I can decide, yeah, wow, that that game was great. I got to play it, as opposed to a lot of gamers are on a budget. They have a limited amount of money that they can spend a month on games. And right. if they can spend it all here and then get to play every single game they want, they'll get to try games that maybe they would never have given a shot before. Right. I have a guess as to how this is going to work. Okay. I'm mean, going and to use my it. industry expertise to oh, try ooh, to guesstimate how this works. Everybody's an expert. Fancy. So there is going to be a Google, um, chunk that they're going to want so the same way you play for chunk. nintendo live at 20 bucks a year you know if you buy it for a year at a time 60 bucks a year for playstation uh gold or, or whatever it's called playstation plus and then 60 bucks a year or ten dollars a month for all of these services i would expect for there to be a built-in if you want to access the games you own you'll have to pay a monthly subscription fee. I would expect that, but I expect it to be very minimal. And I think the wrap in with that will be a bunch of free games as well. So I think they're going to take older games. So they're going to stream. And if you're going to pay the whatever minimal fee is a month, you get all of those games access for free and also access to games that you have purchased. I don't expect for you to just be able to buy Assassin's Creed for 60 bucks and then, then 60 bucks on top of that to, mm -hmm. to, to buy Assassin's Creed because if you think about this, Google's going to have to take a bigger chunk than Steam takes. Steam already takes 30%, right? Uh, they might have to take an even bigger chunk because they're paying for servers and everything else. And so if, if, if we don't pay a minimum monthly fee um, that will include free stuff, then they're going to have to take an even bigger chunk from developers. And that's going to discourage them from going with Stadia. They'll instead want to try to do it themselves via Uplay, via Origin, via whatever. If they've got Ubisoft to sign up for this, presumably they've figured out a way to monetize it. So I think we're going to end up paying 60 bucks for Assassin's Creed through it. And I think we're going to pay a, a, a minimal fee to access the games we've already purchased and also a bunch of free games with it. That's, that's, there what, is that's, I think, another what, option, which is what, and I, I hesitate to bring this up because yeah. I haven't heard anybody talk about it yet. Uh, I'm not saying that that has not happened, but I, I don't want to be the first one to like put this bad juju out there. <laughs> it's possible that it's going to be supported with advertisements that that bigger chunk you're talking about is, yeah, you're playing your game, but every time you want to launch a new one, mm -hmm. it runs an ad. So I will... Like an unskippable ad. So that's where we open a Pandora's box because Google, you might be watching this on a Google service called YouTube right now. And mm -hmm. YouTube has been um, almost totalitarian, um, but also Puritan lately and the reason they have been so puritan lately the platform has been so puritan i had a video monetized demonetized because of one f-bomb that has now happened i thought then, i edited those out no it was a different video as a, a oh. i also had had a um in, slack and ellis in the thumbnail i took the f word and and blurted it out so it's f uh number sign number sign number sign and they said because of the F word in the video and the F word in the thumbnail, that it did not give me specifics. But it had one F bomb in the video and one censored F bomb in the title. One of those things got me completely demonetized, reviewed, and they upheld the demonetization via review. And then I talked to Team YouTube about it, and they're like, that's more than enough. Now, how can we put Doom Eternal on that service, man? I, I, if it's going to have advertisements built in, because maybe advertisers are like, oh, it's fine for now. But what happens when the next hot coffee thing happens? What happens when the next big outrage happens? And it's going to happen. Somebody's going to put a video game up that has something in it that some sponsor, some advertisers doesn't like. And then we see YouTube have a knee-jerk reaction. Sorry, Google have a knee-jerk reaction the same way they have on YouTube. That's not a world I want to live in. So if this is advertisement-driven, I don't think it's a service that's smart. I, really I mean, I think advertisement like is is a dying and should be dead way of monetizing anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is in the in the world that exists now a poor way to try and make money. Now, if 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 and, and then if I pay sixty dollars for a video game, 
you better not be serving me advertisements to let me play my game. That's definitely not something that's okay. Yep. So um, that's 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 just a non-starter. And if you are going to do that, then let me pay the minimal fee every month to 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 bypass it. Mm-hmm. Like like it was uh, hey, if you went broke and you lost your job and you still don't play the games you've bought, if you set through an advertisement as you launch your game and that's the only time you'll ever have to do it, maybe. But mm-hmm. even that I don't like. Even that nope. I don't like. No. Um. Yeah, it's a frustrating. That that leads me to something else I want to talk about uh, this yeah. week. I want to talk a little bit about why I finally, I was shilling. Now I say shilling, I wasn't getting paid, but I was rooting for the Epic Store for a really long time because I yeah. like competition. I wanted someone to awaken the sleeping giant that is Steam, and I wanted them to get up and scare the hell out of Steam and make them start making video games again and start actually giving developers a better cut and maybe mm-hmm. just maybe start pruning their um. Uh, their catalog of games that don't work. Yeah. So the folks over at Epic, I have friends on that team, and I hope they don't hear this because I'm about to say some really mean things about them. They have, the F word? They have decided to go very don't Puritan because of the F word. Yes, these fuckers. They, we'll get demonetized. No, no. we're going to um, make money. They, they, uh, they, they have decided that and this is their words we're not in the porn business and they're virtue signaling and they're like we we will not sell pornographic video games and we don't want anything like that on the store and why say it that way say hey we're going to curate our games i'd be on board if you said hey we're going to curate our games to make sure no broken games show up mm-hmm. i'd be like that's great that's what i've been wanting from steam for the whole time we don't like pornography why not cuz you know you know who likes pornography humans I don't understand. I, I don't understand this. And that's not even the thing that they did that made me finally turn against them. They bought do you think up aliens like pornography. I think they probably do. Probably alien pornography. They might even like human pornography the same way I might like documentaries about animals. They might yeah. be like this is interesting behavior. Wow, they this do. is really interesting. Yeah, this is a weird behavior. Alien David Attenborough narrating human pornography watch is my the, new headcanon. Watch as one of the humans approaches the other human in the love dance. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's great. I'm sorry to derail. Uh, but there's a game called The Outer Worlds, which everyone was excited about. It's being made by the folks over there at Obsidian Games, who once made a very good Fallout game called Fallout New Vegas. And they took up the mantle because Bethesda clearly doesn't give a shit about Fallout anymore. So they picked up the mantle and said, we're going to make our own version of Borderlands meets Fallout. Let's go. Let's get weird with it. It's called The Outer Worlds. And they announced that game is coming to Steam. And now the folks at Epic paid them enough to not let it come on Steam and for 12 months. That is also coming on the Windows Store. So if you don't want to use the Epic Store, you can buy it on the Windows Store. That is an option. But they are bypassing Steam. Why? Why is Epic choosing to make gaming worse? Why? Money? Yeah, man. But uh, money, to right? make money. This is this is like the ugliest type of competition, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not the kind where consumers win, and that's that's what people who always like propose this as oh the market will sort itself out. It's like it's great when there's competition because consumers will win, mm-hmm. right? They they'll compete for your business, but that's not what they're doing here. They're just saying, well, if you want this thing, you have to come to us. Yep. They're just right. turning themselves into a into a specific monopoly. You know what else? Mm-hmm. You know what else is going to happen? It's not that competition. Game. The you game know, sucks. Yeah, monopoly sucks. The definition of anti-consumer. And here's yes. here's what's interesting about this. If I was Disney, I would reboot the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise because there's going to be a lot of Jock Sparrows in this game, boys. Let me tell you that. I'm talking about piracy, boys. I'm talking about nobody's going to pay play for this. This is. This is like one of the biggest issues we're facing right now with streaming services. You know how many streaming services I subscribe to? Enough to pay for cable now. Because I, 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 there's shows I want to watch on HBO, so I pay for HBO. And there's stuff I want to watch on Hulu, so I pay for Hulu. And I, I like Netflix, so I'm paying for Netflix. And there's a show that I like on Showtime, so every once in a while I'm subscribed to Showtime as well. What is wrong with me? That And now Disney's pulling stuff off Netflix, and now if I have to get Disney, and then you want CBS Interactive, if you want to get CBS shows. I still think it's a little bit different. Because if you pay oh, if you is. pay for if you pay for cable, they still advertise to you. Yes. Oh and right, of course, yeah. You're all right. of these services you don't get to you choose what you want, absolutely. and you don't get to choose what you want. So it's still a little. I see where you're coming right. from. Yeah. I still think that it's wildly different. But I, but I'm finally at a chance choice where I'm using websites to try to figure out where something I want to watch might be streaming it. Is it on Amazon? Because I have Amazon Prime. I have I have HBO. I have well, it's on CBS Interactive. What the hell is a CBS Interactive? How do I even get that? Does it have an Xbox app? How do I, you know what? I'm just going to turn it. That's fine. I'm just going to find a streaming service. I'm just going to watch it for free on a streaming service on my phone. 
that's that's being pirated. Okay, you win. You you you've taken convenience completely out of it. I'm just going to go ahead and steal it now. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's what you're that's what you're doing with the outer worlds. You're taking the convenience out of it and making piracy a thing again. Why do you want to make piracy a thing, Epic? Here's where I would be on board of Epic. Took that billions of Fortnite dollars and bought some companies. They did do this. They said they were partnering with some companies to make some unique games <laughs> for the Epic Store. Great, do that. Come up with your version of God of War. Come up with your version of Halo. And I'll buy that. I'll play it. I'll play it on the Epic Store. I will. I'll love it. And while I'm there, I might buy some other games. You know, but don't use that Fortnite money to make gaming worse. And it's not just Epic. I, I want to be. I want to be clear. Um, GOG, Steam, they have exclusives as well. Absolutely. But nobody likes those. We don't like console exclusives. See, I like a type of exclusive. I like console exclusives when Xbox says, let's make another Halo game. We own Halo. Halo belongs to us. We've always owned Halo. We created Halo. We used our money to create the Halo license. Let's make another Halo game and let's keep it on our Xbox. All right, I'm okay with that because you're paying for it. When Xbox said, hey, Squaresoft, you know Tomb Raider? Yeah. We would like you to not release that on any other format. Now, it's a little different with the, torment, uh, the, the Tomb Raider, because they were not going to make another Tomb Raider game until Xbox funded the damn game. And then also let them release it as a timed exclusive instead. But mm-hmm. I hate timed exclusive. I hate when you pay for timed exclusives. I hate when you take a multi-platform franchise and pay to have it only on one platform. It's stupid. It's absurd. It's anti-consumer. If you're going to spend money to create something and then you want to keep the thing you created for yourself, I get it. I'm okay with that. Sure. That's that's the big difference there. And mm-hmm. most console exclusives are that. Yeah. Right? But if, if Sony pays Square to not release Kingdom Hearts on the Xbox, then screw Sony. Then I don't want to play it. You know, that's... That- I think there's also a big difference between, uh, like, the Epic Store and the Steam Store. Those are both on the same hardware, right? Mm-hmm. They're both PC stores. Yep. That's a big difference than, like, hey, we want to support our hardware that we own, Right. An Xbox exclusive supports Xbox. A PlayStation exclusive supports PlayStation. Epic Store exclusives, they're still on PC, just like Steam. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or GOG I, exclusives I, or whatever. I think that's what's, what... What exclusives does GOG have? Uh, Gwent. Oh, well, okay. That's yeah, actually but, not true anymore, because I think that game's on Xbox now. Yeah, it's on Xbox. For a while. They have Diablo 1, but I think that's because the GOG team specifically were the ones who right. did the work to make it <laughs> yep. available right. and, right. like usable on new PCs. I'd, uh-huh. I'd play Gwent every once in a while if they'd put it on iPad. I just don't know why it's not game. on iPad. It's really pretty. They're coming yeah. out with a new expansion. I got temp banned. We got any weird questions? <laughs> what did you get you temp wanna... banned for? What did you do? Let's, that's that's, a, weird that's a weird question. Let's talk about that. I got a temp ban banned for Gwent. So there's like 20 people that play Gwent now, and so me and my buddy <laughs> were trying to cheese some of the achievements for the seasonal thing because we were running out of time to get them done. So we just queued up at the same time over and over again to get queued against each other so that we could just cheese our ways through some of the achievements. And uh, we exhibited bot behavior, and we both got banned for 24 hours. Wow. So now there's 18 people playing that game. <laughs> for the next week. Because wow. it's just right. a temporary ban, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so not, not even a week, just uh, just 24 hours. I can play, I can play Glint again. Uh, so we don't really have any weird questions, but we have a thing that I want to talk about. Oh, it's nice. going to be interesting. Oh, yay. Or I hope it's interesting. It's interesting to me. No, no, no uh, it's going to be. Currently, the World Video Game Hall of Fame inductees are being voted on uh, by everybody. Us, we can vote on it. Oh, really? Uh, they have a list of potentials that could make it in this year, and the top three uh, games that get the, the top three most votes will make it in this year. What are uh, some potentials? Okay, so I'm going to go through the list. It's, uh, it's uh, like 15 games. Um, these are in alphabetical order. All right. So we have Candy Crush, Centipede, Colossal Cave Adventure. I don't know what that game is. I don't know what that is. Dance Dance Revolution, Half-Life, Microsoft Windows Solitaire, (laughs) Mortal Kombat, Myst, NBA 2K, Sid Meier's Civilization, Super Mario Kart, and Super Smash Brothers Melee. Now, uh, there are lots of things that I want to talk about this list. The first one being, a lot of these games are part of lists 
like part of a series. Yeah. But they only want to induct specifically Melee and not any other Super Smash right. Brothers games. What's that about? Not even the, the original Super Smash Brothers. Fucking hating on, on 64. One. That but, is yeah. really strange. I mean, yeah, that is really weird. Is Mele- it, Melee the one with tripping, or is that the one everybody mods? Like Project That's M? Brawl. Brawl's the one with tripping. Brawl's the one with tripping. Melee's okay. the one that everybody plays a lot and then got put on Evo a couple, like, five years ago, and then this year is the first year it's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Brawl is the one that people modded to basically be more like Melee. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you get one vote. You get, you get one vote per day. It's always weird. I guess, like, one vote per day. Yeah, they're just like, whatever. People are going to, like, cheese this or whatever. Yeah, uh, and, and here in a second, I'll, I'll post the link so that uh, everyone in chat can uh, can go vote. And maybe we'll, like, um, put it in the show notes or something like that. So, everybody so you only get to vote for one of these things. Yeah, so you get to pick one and, and vote for it, basically. That's a challenge, actually. It's tough. Uh, so I, I think I am leaning, I think I'm leaning towards Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah, I'm easily uh, so I, that was going to be my option. But now that you said Mortal Kombat, and I want us to get three separate votes here, uh, <laughs> it, it would easily be Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's one of my life-defining games. Um, I'm submitting right now. Dance, I dance, 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 revolution, baby. That was going to be picking mine. DDR. Yeah, DDR. Yeah, because wow. that is that is. I mean, it defined a genre. It's a new. Yeah, it was absolutely new. That's true. Yeah. It was totolly interesting. It's it's completely defined the genre. Absolutely. And it's so much better than those garbage Just Dance games. Okay. <laughs> Screw Just Dance. Screw you, Ubisoft. Okay. I can't believe I was I was. There's literally an entire group of girls who just do Just Dance games because they're attractive and people like to watch them bounce. But I mean, sure, fine. Yeah. But the, the problem is fine. DDR. DDR is a more challenging game. Yep. <laughs> and I want to watch those same girls learn to play DDR. Because when they're doing Just Dance, they're not even really trying. Just, oh, I, I look mean, look at my boobs. And that's fine. I like to look at your boobs. I watch those streams. I can name three of those streamers off the top of my head because I've been watching it. But <laughs> that said, that's super uh, creepy. What's so the hell is Colossal Cave Adventure? I have no idea what that game is. I've I'm never heard of Colossal right Cave Adventure. I think, okay, so I was going to throw my hat in for, for DDR. But if I was going to pick another one, it would probably be Mist. Mist is pretty genre-defining. Uh, it did a lot of things that other games hadn't done or did them very, very well. Um, yeah, I, I think Mist would yeah, be my Mist other Yeah, Mist is a really good option. Colossal Cave Adventure, also known as Advent, Colossal Cave, or Adventure, is a text adventure game developed between 1975 oh. and 1977 by Will Crowther. The game was expanded upon in 77 with help from Don Woods and other programmers created variations of the games and ports to the other systems in the following years. Wow. So, yeah, That's we're cool. talking old school, classic, good stuff, man. And yeah. I wonder what text based games are already on there. Because I'm going to look at, I want to see what the, is, um, I'm going to see try what other games. Colossal Cave Adventure. That sounds pretty cool to me, actually. Uh, the best text based yeah. game I think you should go back to is the Douglas Adams Hitchhiker Guide to the Galaxy text That one's game. really good. It's I love so, yeah, good. It's super frustrating, though, man. It was one of my favorites, though. No, I'm into that. that sounds I wonder cool. if Space Quest ever got to their See, Inductees 2017 was Donkey Kong. That's interesting. The first one? Like, yeah, Donkey Kong. I mean, that's got to be in there. Well, so it's, it's hard for me to tell because some of these are like NBA 2K, which would include all of the 2K series, but then some of them are specifically Super Smash Bros. Melee. Yeah, that's so weird. Uh, Doom 2015. Uh, 2018, Final Fantasy 8 or 7. Grand Theft Auto 3 back in 2016. Halo Combo uh, Combat Evolved was inducted in 2017. John Madden Football it. in 2018. The Legend of Zelda in 2016, the OG. I wonder if they'll put Breath of the Wild in there eventually because they should. Pac-Man in 2016. crazy that Halo got in there before Legend of Zelda did. The Oregon Trail. Pong. Yeah. They're doing votes. The Sims. I guess, sure. Sonic the Hedgehog. Space Invaders. Space War. Oh, man, I've never seen Space War before. That's crazy. Street Fighter 2. See, again, Street Fighter 2. Out of all the Street Fighters, they put Mm -hmm. in Street Fighter 2. Not Street Fighter Series, Street Fighter 2. So get Jacob's complaint here. Super Mario Brothers, the original. Tetris, the original. Game Boy version. No, it's not really Mm -hmm. the original. It's the Game Boy version. Tomb Raider, uh, and then World of Warcraft. And these are the ones that are in there. Those are the inductees that are on the front page. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. So, yeah, they, they induct, uh, I think, three games a year, maybe just one, and they're doing three this year for some reason. But, yeah, the, the three games that get the most votes, um, 
get inducted. And I put the link in the chat. I can do it again if you guys want, but I recommend you guys all go vote. It's an interesting list of games. Like this- they, it's all over the place. The kind yeah. of games that they. I mean, Microsoft Solitaire is in there. Yeah, and see, that that should be in the Hall of Fame. Microsoft, because it's one of the most played games ever. And I don't think I, it should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think it and Candy Crush should be remembered. I think Candy Crush should be. Maybe. I don't think it's time yet. Man, Half-Life is on the list. If Half-Life gets in there, maybe we'll finally get Half-Life 3. Everybody no, vote for Half-Life. That, that, ain't good. that will have zero effect on it, and you know it. They're already going to make Half-Life 3 anyways. I got out there waving their their big money dick around. Oh, got it. That's what's gonna happen. So it's gonna yeah, epic. it's it's gonna be a spite game. <laughs> Half Life Three is gonna be a game made out of spite. <laughs> oh yeah, actually there is there so there is news about Half Life Three. A uh, Valve CEO said uh, next four to five years for Half Life Three, and he said that mm-hmm. on March the nineteenth. Um, oh wow! Somebody jokingly said, "If you're looking forward to Half Life Three, you don't want to die in the next three years." <laughs> yeah. So, dude, what if what if they've been working on it the, this whole time, and it's just this epic long, like four hundred hour story? It's like all yeah. single player experience, oh. and it's just four hundred hours of story. I mm-hmm. I'm doing my research, and I should and it, like have changes said that. hardware as as technology has evolved, right? Like the graphics start low poly and shitty, and now they're like up to four K at the end of the game. The yeah. Half Life email that said that was a joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, like the L is they made the game in order. Like they yeah, started at I mean. the beginning of the game and they were like, all right, we've completed yep. this portion. Moving on to the next one. Yep, that's how they did it. Way to have a Half Life 3 card right. game. We're coming up on the hour mark. So if we don't have at least one weird question, I don't know I what we're one, going to do. I have one weird question for you guys. We're talking about the video game. Well, it's not the video game awards. I guess it's the video game Hall of Fame. Yep. But my question is uh, who's your pick for the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award? <laughs> 2019. <laughs> Who are you throwing your hat in for? What? Mo- Windows Microsoft Solitaire. Uh, yeah. Kids Choice Award 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. Super. What about Smash- you, Book? Who do you want to see slimed? Super Smash Brothers Brawl? No. <laughs> you get a slime brawl? Kanye West. You get a slime Kanye West. Stupidy right. whoop. Whoopity I didn't know that was your that was your fetish. Poopity I didn't know that was your poop. thing. <laughs> who do you who who? What about you, Alice? Uh, I think, did Nick Cannon ever actually win one? Because he deserves it. I, I don't for for drumline. I assume. Yeah, I just yeah. I think was I think he Cannon in other it. stuff? He was in well, Tokyo he was in Drift and yeah. Drumline, and then he's what in else? Um, Nothing, he's right? in all those Nickelodeon you know shows. Oh well, yeah, I don't count right. those. Mm-hmm. That's not that. That's not anything. I have a weird question. What's your weird question? Okay, Google is now. Rolling out their new line of sex robots. Okay. Okay. It's an sure. Android. Are the, they like cloud-based device, or do I buy a physical sex robot? It is a physical sex robot. Got it. Ships to your house. It's it an runs Android. on Android. It's mm-hmm. it's it's tantamount to a human being. Okay. In almost every way, it looks and sounds and feels like one in every possible way. Okay. Okay. The only difference is instead, when it lays down in bed at night, it sleeps for eight hours. And it's also subservient. So here's my question, okay? What personality do you want installed? Uh, I want one that wants to be human. I want a bicentennial man, that android. Yeah, that's right. Give me Robin Williams in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to get real sad and cry at the end when they die. Of well, I want Robin Williams from Aladdin. Oh, Robin Williams from Aladdin. But yeah, I want the want- genie. The, but the genie wants to be human. Oh yeah. my god, that's sexy because it's going to grant your wishes. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, that's what gets you hard. Yep. And I take the little, I take the handcuffs off, right? Have you guys seen the the latest trailers for Aladdin where we see? Even I have avoided them like the plague. Nah, yeah, I'm not. If, I, not, if no. I if I got to meet Will Smith's genie, my first wish would be that Will Smith had died in the womb. Oh, that's aggressive. That's a rough. Couldn't it just be that he's not in the movie or no. like? <laughs> no, he has to. We gotta has, go straight to. I wish. I don't think it's dead. Will Smith's fault yeah. that that looks like not. shit. It's he's not. not he's not a graphics artist. He's actually, not out there making. The actually, movie you know, like that. in an interview, Will Smith defended this movie. He said that that's fine. He defended because he he's in it. He said that the movie is being made for kids and not for the adults uh, who who raised those kids. He said that, and the kids will not have the same problem with the the aesthetics of the movie. He said it's the parents that are the problem. He said parents just don't understand. 
I mean, kids uh, get the Uncanny Valley just as much as adults do. That's a Will Smith song. <laughs> that's a Will Smith song. Parents just don't understand. You, oh, okay. God, now all I, I know it. is I'm getting sorry. You were Elon Hard, and I, I missed it. He said yes. it was probably going to work really well in Miami. <sighs> mm-hmm. Now, said now it, I got it's it. going to be a nice summer release. It's going to do well this in the summertime. Wait, is that a Will Smith song? Mm-hmm. Summer, summer, summertime. Oh, that one. Summertime. I was thinking of uh, I like girls who like Abercrombie and Fitch. At least he didn't put a son in this movie. I don't know any Will Smith songs. I you know, know Get Jiggy With It. That's the only one, but nah, everybody nah, nah, knows nah, that nah, one. Nah, you know nah. the Men in Black theme. You know Wild Wild West. You know plenty of Will Smith songs. You know You're the right. Fresh I know of Bel Air. I already Wild, Wild know too West. many Will Smith songs. You know songs. more we, we Will Smith too many already. You know That's hot. Whoa! That's hot. What? I f- that's a, a, a unprecedented personal attack. I'll bet you've heard Will Smith songs more than you've heard Wu Tang songs. Mark ass Brownlee. I can't. I don't count. I'm gonna start keeping track. All right. Fresh Prince. How many times have you heard that song? A lot, I guess. A lot. Damn. Way more than you've listened to any Wu Tang album. Yeah, probably. How Damn many it. times have you heard Nightmare on My Street, the Freddy Krueger song that's on the Parents Just Don't Understand album? It's really good. I think none. It's Are you really making good. this up? Is that no. a real song? Nightmare on My Street, and it's a Will what Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff's yeah. debut album. It's so good. I had a nightmare that a guy broke into my house, and he poured me a glass of milk and put like an entire packet of uh, mac and cheese, like cheese powder in it and was trying to make me drink it. That sounds delicious. <laughs> what a f- that's, a, that's fucked up. That's a weird dream to have. Oh man, I, I woke up, I almost threw up. I decided <laughs> that I want my sex robot. Okay, yes. What personality do you that's want it. your sex I robot to have? I that. want my sex robot. To be Will Smith. I'm a crazy person, so I want it to have a new personality every day. Oh, okay. Sure. Completely keep it different. Just keep oh, no, it I get it. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. Like today, she's subservient. Tomorrow, she's a murderer. I don't know. I don't care. Okay. I, be, I mean, whoa. I might like uncheck the murderer box from the. No, possible. that's fine. Like she's like one day she's emotionally abusive. The day she's sexually subservient. You know, you never know. Mm-mm. Are you, you cool if know. one day she's a he? Because I got. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's the kind of women I've been attracted to so far. So may as well make my own. Murderers. <laughs> murderers. Yeah, I've dated the six uh, murderers. Potential murderers. I guess. No, no, straight up murderers. I I like to write a lot of women on death row. I like to. I like. I'm trying to get conjugal Amateur visits. Amateur murderers. Yeah, I like. I like conjugal visits on the death row. That's hot. So, got it. Mm-hmm. Do they give you conjugal visits on death row? Are I they hope. even legal in this state? I don't know. You got to marry him first, and I can't get anybody to marry me. But Wait, if I get one of these death row or conjugal me. visits? Because I don't think either are legal in this state. Y- yeah, that's true. I know. Con- I'm just. I know conjugal visits are legal here. Okay. Cause you don't. Because you don't know that. Because <laughs> you've been trying. Because there's a guy named Jeff. He did his research. Because there's a guy named Jeff. There's a guy named Jeff. You've been listening to the big man. <laughs> Jeff, if you're listening, I love you. I will be inside you soon. We're ready to conjugate. <laughs> wait, conju- conjugate. Wait, is that what conjugate means? <laughs> no, that's what that's what you do in uh, conjugal visits. You conjugate. Yeah, you conjugate. Yeah. Like what did you think you do? Like a verb? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think you do for conjugal visits? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like congregate. You just like hung out or congregating. I thought well, it was like congregate with with the K, like that old website that had congregate. Oh yeah, I used to play games on that. Yeah, they had like the ant and the logo, <laughs> like the ant. I mean, you're right. <laughs> they did. Was... It was an ant. I don't know why I'm getting laughed at right now. Boogie's the one who doesn't know what a conjugal visit's exactly. for. Exactly. Right. Hey, yeah. I I want to show my age with the joke. Are you guys ready? What? Oh yeah, I'm ready. What did Inspector Clouseau say when he stepped on an ant hill? He said, dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end, dead So old, I don't even know where it came from. That's Pink Panther. That's Pink Panther. I mean, I know what that is from. I know the reference. Well, the Pink Panther is Inspector Clouseau. Oh, okay. But they that's also had recent iterations as well. All right, that's my bad yeah, joke. Do, do either of you guys have a bad joke to end the podcast on? 
I'm just going to repeat yours. Oh, yeah. So everyone out there, just pretend I repeated Boogie's joke. <laughs> do, do, do you have a good joke? Do you have a joke to end the no. podcast on? I don't know any jokes. You got, you got no jokes. You guys need to learn jokes because I want to start. I, I want that to be a section of the podcast. I want us to each have a joke. That's gonna what do you call a sheep with no legs? What? A cloud. Oh, that's cute. If that's our new, if that's our new segment, I'm just going to repeat Boogie's joke every time. <laughs> um, keep that sheep away from Shane Dawson. Uh, yeah. Okay. If it's got no legs, if you're responsible no legs, for its good. safety. Well, it's mm-hmm. not my sheep. It's just a no. sheep. It's, it's just a sheep. A sheep. That's yeah. my favorite current. It's like meme. a sheep that I what saw. What happened to its legs? Yeah. I don't know. I, I wasn't around. Like I said, it's not my sheep. It's not my purview. What am I? My sheep's keeper. What do you call a well, deer? Yeah. Shepherd. What do you call a deer that can't see? Is it a, a bad idea? No, it's a no idea. Oh. Uh, what do you what no idea? What do you call a deer with uh, no eyes and no legs? Still no idea. Uh, uh-huh. What do you call a deer with no genitals, no legs, and no eyes? Still no fucking idea. Bingo. Yeah, you I got it. it. You, you did it. Out. Yeah, you did I'm it. so proud of you. Are these your way of convincing me to learn to memorize jokes? Because I don't know that it's jokes. working. Yes. You got to learn jokes. Mm-hmm. These are great. These are great jokes. Are top quality. And now, this, my, this my, is content. My favorite joke of all time is this one. Uh-oh. Do we have time for this? It's short. Do we have time for this bit? No, it's not the short one. It's the short one. <laughs> Two goldfish are swimming in a bowl together. One goldfish looks at the other goldfish and says, Hey, is it true we only have about four seconds for the short-term memory? And the other goldfish thinks for a second and says, Who the fuck are you and how the hell did you get into my bowl? You've been listening to the Big Stack Podcast. Thank you, everybody. We love you. Don't we forget to check us out on YouTube.com slash C slash the Big Stack Podcast. Check us out at Patreon.com slash the Big Stack Podcast. And don't forget the Big Breakfast Boys always streaming there on the Twitch.tv slash Big underscore Breakfast. Uh, I would love it if you guys check those guys out. If you ever want to check anybody out on Twitch, they are a great place to start. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you're going to get something very similar to it five nights a week, Sunday through Thursday. You guys mm-hmm. Friday it's Monday, Monday, Monday through Thursday. Monday through Thursday. This sometimes, is what we do on Sunday. But sometimes they even stream post-stream as well. And you can always yeah. catch mm-hmm. us live when we film this around 6 p.m. Central Time on uh, my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash boogie298. But here's the thing. Don't watch me on Twitch. I'm terrible at this stuff. They're way better at it. Guys, <clears> as <throat> always, thanks for listening. We love you very much. I'll speak with you again soon. Have a wonderful evening. Still no fucking idea. Still no fucking idea. Demonetized.